podcast. Listen to our podcast. The buffet's closed. We're smaller clothes. Episode 10. Yay! Yay! I think we should start with a celebration. It's our 10th. Is it a 10th birthday? We can say that, can't we? Yeah. It's 10th birthday. Is, it, is there cake? No. Oh. <laughs> There's definitely no cake. Mexican wave? <laughs> Mexican wave. We'll do it. We'll do a Mexican wave in the studio. I'll start. Wee, wee. Yeah. Dan, I hope oh. you're doing a Mexican wave at your end as well. Adam didn't do I it. I promise I am. <laughs> we, are, uh, um, we are obviously excited. It's our 10th birthday today. But more exciting uh, news uh, afoot is that Richie has returned. Hey. There's Richie. He's back. How yeah. are you? I'm, I'm good, thanks, mate. Yeah, it's good to have you back. Thank it's you. It's good for to very be much. back in this studio. Yeah. I, I love it in here. It's nice to see your face two meters away. Um, we are also joined today in the studio, um, socially distanced. We have Alistair. I can't remember your surname. I'm rubbish with surnames. What's yeah. your surname? Alistair Bendel. Bendel. And we have Martin Francis as well, uh, both joining us today. And then virtually, we've got Dan Sells. Say hi, Dan. Hello. So uh, everyone's here today for a, a nice little chat. So um, yeah, mm. where do you want to start? How, how are we all doing? Everyone okay? Yeah, yeah, good. I'm good. Pretty, yeah, pretty I'm good, good. Thank you. I think we should start um, by um, having a chat with Alistair. Um, and the reason that Alistair's here today with Martin is that you, you both are, well, Alistair, predominantly, you're running a, or you've started something called uh, Warrior Kind. Um, so tell us a little bit more about what Warrior, Warrior Kind is. Yeah, so Warrior Kind has basically been set up as a, um, a community project. Um, so it started as a Facebook group by my uh, colleague and co founder, Sarah, um, just before Christmas last year. Um, she sadly lost her dad to alcohol um, a few years, like alcohol abuse a few years ago. And uh, so it inspired her to set up this community group where she could essentially bring people together that have also struggled with mental health issues or alcoholism or addiction, things like that. Um, so, yeah, we met her and we got on board and, and we, we've now created kind of like a, our own online community separate from Facebook where people can go and join up and have conversations and join into groups and things like that. So... Yeah, that's that's kind of the overall gist of it. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm sort what, of... What, <laughs> what, do you, what do you do when you're not warrior-kinding? Uh, when I'm not warrior-kinding, so I, I run a, a creative agency, so I make sort of films and uh, graphic design, animation, things like that with my with my wife, actually. So okay. uh, she has to put up with me 24-7, which is good for her. <laughs> <laughs> As do most, most wives <laughs> partners at the moment, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, cool. Yes, yeah, so I'm sorry, I'm rambling a bit, but the... the Basically, with Warrior Kind, it's, it's just about getting eliminating the stigma around mental health. Um, so very often people will just keep things trapped down because they think it's, it's not okay to talk about it. And obviously, the ideal thing is to talk about it, mm. is, to, is to get things off your chest and start conversations around how you're feeling. Um, so that's basically our main mission. So we're creating video content where people um, are interviewed about their experiences and their real stories. And that has really helped us actually to encourage other conversations within the community because people will see, for example, uh, um, a guy that severely uh, suffered with um, depression. There was a guy called Jack who's actually a lead singer of a band called Tova. Um, they've been kind of nominated to one of Kerrang's best bands or whatever recently. But he, he was very open and that actually started a huge thread underneath about other people who had suffered with conversation and it had thousands of shares and stuff. So right. hopefully... <clears throat> through what we're doing, we're going to actually start some conversations and get people opening up a bit more. <laughs> well, that's great. And the, I mean, I know that the reason Martin um, Martin recommended like, getting you guys involved uh, with the podcast today because of the fact that our message, if you like, seems to be the same. Really, we're trying to normalise that chat and just and just make chats normal, you know, about these yeah. sorts of things. And rather than 
uh, attaching a stigma to them or trying to remove that stigma, I suppose. Um, so, Martin, how are you involved in Warrior Kind? Um, loosely. <laughs> it all started off really, I met Al uh, probably two years ago now, I think we, um, Al was actually filming for a paddleboard documentary that we were doing in the southeast. Um, common love of surfing, all things water related. Kept in touch ever since then. Uh, Warrior Kind raised its head and Al asked me to actually do a story, a warrior story, they call them on the, on the webpage. Yeah, I read them. Um, yeah. I'll be honest, at the time I was kind of like, what do you want me to do? I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say I suffer from mental health issues or I, you know, I'm a pretty positive person on yeah. the outset. Um, and it kind of got me thinking and reading other people's stories on there and it probably actually came to light that, yeah, I think everybody has a level of mental health issues and maybe just doesn't identify it as being mental health issue. Um, when I started looking into it and, and reading about it, I certainly personally, you know, we met through surfing and, and paddleboarding and I use that as my outlet. Yeah. Um, this week, you know, for example, a shit week at work. Um, I, I texted my wife yesterday. I was like, I've got to get in the water on Sunday. I need to, that's my reset. Yeah. Surfing is yeah, my reset. Man. I need to go and, and freeze my ass off in the sea <laughs> to hit that reset button. Yeah. Um, and again, <laughs> you know, warrior kind, it's building that community and, and that's, another community alongside the surf community yeah. and that group of friends and that, you know, we might just have a, a five minute chinwag on the beach before we go into the water. Whereas now warrior kind is promoting those conversations and them on a, a daily purpose. basis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's interesting um, though, that when you, when you say that, because what people think is normal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that's why you don't think you've got a problem a lot of the yeah. time, because sometimes you act a certain way or someone treats you a certain way and you just think, that's just how people are treated or that's how you're supposed to interact with people. Yeah. And, and think. It is interesting, isn't it? Because sometimes you get exposed to something like that and you go, oh, gee, I'll do that. You yeah. know. That, that's it, yeah. You and know. you start to recognise a lot of the same behaviours. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always worked in very kind of, I used to be a teacher, um, same as Tom, yeah. um, but I've also worked in, I'm a motor mechanic by trade, I've worked in um, college industries, I've worked in workshops, factory type environments, and it's all very male orientated. Yeah. You know, I, the like industry stuff. I work in at the moment is very construction based and, you know, you look at suicide rates in the construct, construction industry, they're off the Huge. scale, yeah. you know, and that's, I think a lot of the time because people don't feel... They no have someone valve, they can talk to yeah, or yeah. they don't feel comfortable talking to. And that's where, you know, Warrior Kind's got lots of different groups and community hubs where it's just men. Yeah. It might be a sport hub. It might be just women, you know, and there's different outlets there to find that comfortable Support. space that you, yeah. you feel you can throw you a can comment identify in there. with someone else as well, yeah. you've got some common ground there. Well, I, I suppose it makes it easier. Stories, you, you identify with yeah. them, don't you? And that, yeah. like, knowing Mar I've known Martin for years because we used to go to school together. Um, and when I read your story on, well, what was it your warrior? Yeah, warrior story. Yeah, your warrior story last night. I remember all of the things you'd written on there, and I remember, you know, that being part of my life at the time, yep. and you know how that impacted on me as a, as a youngster. Um, so I was like, wow, you know. And I bet I, I knew that you'd read other people's warrior stories, and you're like, oh Christ, you know, actually I've had all of these things, yes. but just with a different different topic at the top of it. So mm. I think it's really great. And I, and I one thing I particularly um, I think is awesome is that you're you're gonna you know you're gonna do like a, a water sports. You, you mentioned you're doing a water sports. Uh, yeah, we, well. we well sort of throw ideas around. I'm constantly sort of throwing ideas hours away. We have conversations and something you know further down the line in the future we'd love to set up different community events. And I know Al's even spoken about 
yeah, almost like a not a, oh, I don't know what the correct term, not a drop in centre, but kind of having again a, a community hub in Ashford yeah. where people can go and and have those conversations face to face rather than not. Uh, we Did we hope face to face, you know. Yeah. <laughs> to Monday. me, as a part yeah. obviously behind For screens, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. bulletproof um, glass, yeah, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, just again pushing the the boundaries really and, and creating those safe spaces, I guess, for people yeah. to go and if it is a case of going and having a coffee or going and, and having a bite to eat and or just, yeah. you know, I read something online yesterday. It was about um, campsite fire, and it was about a a gentleman that set up a load of groups for basically goes into the woods, lights a campfire and invites eight men along at a time to yeah. have a conversation sitting around the, in a campfire. Yeah. He's, he's absolutely booked up till like February time next year, I think, nice. you know, um, you know, and, and he wants to open it up to more and more people. But it's again, so simple, isn't it? It's yeah. such a simple, basic <laughs> idea, isn't it? Yeah. But you don't, you know, there's a lot of... I think um, you get wrapped up in your life, not you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. Yeah, I absolutely. People get yeah. wrapped up in their lives, don't yeah. they? They get so, like, you know, not stuck in a rut because their lives are obviously things that most Well, no, I just, I just do, think but... you don't... A lot of the time you're not sure... You don't think that things are affecting you, you know? You mm. just... You sort of ghost through life, didn't you? Yeah, and you just carry on, on doing it, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, it's tough, man. It's very, very tough. And and Dan, I hope you can still hear us over there, mate. We, it, it, I know you're. I can. You are okay. Great. Um, just tell us a little bit about you, Dan. What? Um, who are you? What do you do? Um, what are you currently doing at the moment? Not right now, because I know what you're doing right now, obviously. Um. So, well, I'm I'm a songwriter and composer. Um. Uh, I used to be the the front man of a band called The Feeling. I still am actually the front man of a band called The Feeling, but we haven't done any gigs for ages because of this blooming COVID thing. <laughs> right, so it feels yeah. like a, it feels like a thing here. of the past, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, I also composed a musical called Everybody's Talking About Jamie, um, which has been in the West End for three years. And uh, just in the kind of process of finishing off the last touches of the film um, version of it, um, which is a, a, a Disney film. Oh, right, um, okay. And it's... Um, yeah, so it's been, it's been a bit hectic, um, hectic lockdown, if you know what I mean, because I had lots of post-production work to do. And then we had to squeeze in some kind of like um, last bits of, of shooting that we hadn't got done last year, um, kind of trying to fit it around COVID. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was quite, um, it's it's got quite stressful toward the end because uh, deadlines start looming mm. and <laughs> all of that stuff. And also there's all this uncertainty around, isn't there? So. Yeah. You know, there's lots of like, when's when's it going to get released? Is it going to get released? When are the cinemas going to open again? I've got um, 30 cast members and, uh, uh, you know, probably 50, 60 people who are on furlough from the West End show um, waiting to get that open again. Um, we had a tour. We had a production in Australia. We, so all, the, all of those things basically shut down. And and I, when when the news first came, I had probably 20 shows of the band over the summer. Right. Um and everything just got cancelled. It's almost like your whole life. <laughs> it was like, oh, sorry, your life is cancelled this year. Um, it <laughs> was in, in, paused. <laughs> indefinitely. It felt, what, yeah, indefinitely. And what was weird was it was a, it was a um, it was such a sudden thing. Mm. You know, suddenly it was like everything that I'd been working on for years just suddenly just got stopped. But I I never kind of um, took it in in a, in a. It's very easy for you to then think, oh, that's just. So typical that happens to me, mm. um, and I must be quite wary not to do that because I think that, that the 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 way that some people act to these situations is is to is to assume that they've got it worse than anyone else, and I yeah. and I think I think it's it's it, there's always going to be someone who's got it so much worse than you, yeah. and I've had to and every, everyone's ver- I've had to constantly verbalise that with myself, like despite my 
oh, I can't believe this is happening. Well, Another gig's been cancelled. And, and I'm then like, well, there are other people who are far worse off. As yeah. Right yeah. Now. And I also think that what happens is there's this thing where everyone goes, well, I was just about to do this and I was just about to sell my house and I was just about to move here and we were just having a baby and just da, 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 da. there's a million different stories out there. Mm. And they're all just about this. They always start with the sentence, well, I was just about and it was just about to be perfect. <laughs> and I think we live in a world where we think that we're just on the verge of, of nailing it. Mm. And I don't think that's, we don't think we ever really truly get there to that place. We've totally nailed it. I was just about to, I was just on the crest of that hill. I was just about to reach this pinnacle. And I think, I think um, most people I spoke to felt like they were just about to do something. And it's really interesting. It made me think, well, this pause has happened at an arbitrary time. And is, can it be possible that everyone was just about to reach their peak just at that point? Of course it's not possible, but we, we are in this kind of, um, mental uh, we build this mental picture about um what we we're just about to achieve and i think that's just human nature it's how yeah. we get by it's and how we it's how we kind of keep things, driving forward all the things you've lost you know in terms of what you could have been doing don't you so like, oh, that that builds yeah. your frustration as well and you need something to i think you need something to moan about don't you because there's nothing else to do <laughs> everyone's thoughts start at home first don't they you always yeah. think about how you're affected, how your family's affected, and yeah. stuff like that. But I mean, there's people yeah. out there that can't get cancer treatment, and oh, you know, there's mm. some there's some real, yeah. real massive yeah. issues yeah. out there. Yeah. So absolutely huge, and and yeah. especially you know, I mean, I'm socioeconomically not in a situation that a lot of people are in, but a lot of people are forced to work through this, and forced mm. to put themselves into danger through this, mm. and forced to you know, it was it's quite a horrific situation for yeah. for people who are in that position. So, um, but generally, globally, as a, as a kind of like a, an overall kind of um, thing uh i've fared okay and i've i've I've, um there's even been bits of it that slightly guiltily i've enjoyed because you know we've all we've all had a shift um of perspective haven't we and and we've said i know rich and i have said that there are positive despite there being a swathe of negatives about the whole episode at the moment there are some positives to take you know and you know, Rich and I have both, and, and all of us probably in the room, have had the opportunity to spend way more time with their families. And, yeah. you know, personally for me, seeing my kids grow up, there's no other generation who will have that opportunity to watch their young children grow up quite so closely. Yeah. Um, yes. Which on the face yes. of it at the start was, I was tearing my hair out about stepping on Lego <laughs> and sticker bricks all the time. Um, but actually, you know, I wouldn't have seen my son learn to ride his bike. I wouldn't have seen my other son sort of, or wouldn't have heard his first words necessarily because I might have been at work. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there are those those moments of that that guilty pleasure from it. I suppose. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I think I think for some performers, I'm noticing they're struggling because, um, you know, like a bit like for, for some people it's sport, for some people it's their outlet is is something which is still accessible to them. Yeah, but I think for some performers, um, they're kind of. Uh, uh, really do rely on that that adrenaline buzz they get from a 100%. show or they you know I mean I feel a little bit less like that because I'm actually really happy in the studio so I'm lucky but um, I think for some performers that there's a there's a part of them that's their outlet that yeah. they've lost and that connection is the connection in it with other people that's, that's what it is I, I guess that's based on yeah. circumstance as well because for Rich and I we're both you know we're gigging musicians as I know you yeah. are as well but of course you know mm-hmm. predominantly recently you've been writing and you know composing um yeah. you know and that's that you know I feel like one of my limbs is missing you know it's just in essence I've got no outlet yeah. um and then in part this why this podcast has been amazing because it's something creative to you know get out there and and yeah. I'm sure yeah. like you know Rich you were you were primed up to be really busy over summer as well and yeah 
it went, like you said, Dan, it went from looking really good, <clears throat> not necessarily from a financial point of view, but just from a having something to do point of view. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah, went, yeah. Sudden, it just suddenly just stopped. <laughs> and I really struggled with that. You know, it was like going cold There's turkey. There's no, warn- no warning yet. No, and like, I was like, well, and I remember saying to the to my band, I was saying, well, look, we'll, those gigs in September, they're going to come back. Yeah. We'll do it. We'll be, it'll all be good by September. What year? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously not thinking really that it would ever still be going, you know, and... Yeah. We're way past September, and and you know who knows when we'll be getting back to it. But yeah, it's yeah. it's it's we we rely on our, our our craft and our job is also our outlet, I think, yeah. and that's a weird. I sometimes that's a weird double edged sword that we're in a, to a certain degree as well, because I think when you turn yeah. your passion and your Definitely. you know what essentially is your your one of your outlets and one of your escapes, if you turn that into your day job, that can be quite a something to manage yeah. if you know what I mean accountants um, don't feel the same way do they yeah, that's no, for sure about, some yeah. do that's <laughs> sweet calculator I can't wait to you know bash them numbers. love a spreadsheet <laughs> yeah. Excel e- equals sell <laughs> <laughs> C5 times yeah, I shouldn't really say that quite so critically my best friend is an accountant and uh, I do know that he for a fact loves spreadsheets <laughs> right, okay. so if you're listening Josh yes. you go get those spreadsheets you go mate yeah, live your dream <laughs> so Richie um, you've not been with us uh, for the last few uh, few weeks you've been working really hard and you yeah. know you might have heard me saying uh, questioning whether you were a milkman because you were doing all your deliveries you're clearly yes. not but uh, you're <laughs> working every hour under the sun and um yeah, how are you because you know i'm a bit burnt out to be honest yeah you've been working hard yeah i've been doing six days sometimes seven days a week i, I basically was a musician um played in a band all that sort of stuff and then that all stopped so i had a few months off and then i was like right i've got to do something so I had the van, obviously from the band. So I took the seats out of the van, what I'd already put back, put in there, took all the gear out of it, and I started driving for Amazon, like delivering parcels. A small company, I yeah, understand. just you know, little local business, <laughs> <laughs> one man band outfit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard work. It's long days. Uh, yeah, it just has to be done. Yeah. I just, it's not really. For, I mean, it's for the money. I, I desperately want the money, but I also want to. Something to do. I want to do. I want to go work. You know, what I mean, I want to do something. And I was like. What what can I do? That's they, they, the worse this gets, the the busier that that company becomes. Yeah. You know, yeah. as much as I hate that, you know, but it's it's the truth. So I thought, what job can I do that's going to be protected during, mm, during this until until I can get back to to gigs, which is going to be another you know what year or two years. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. You know. So but at least you're coming into just... a quiet period now with Christmas. Well, coming exactly, up now, and <laughs> yeah, Christmas is gonna it's gonna be crazy. Yeah. Uh, I already can't see out the back window of the van. You know. It's just, <laughs> Absolutely full of parcels. But it would have been busy for you musically, so it's comparable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had, you know, we had over 100, 100 bookings this year, mm. and they just went just like that. I think I did some working out. I mean, this is all very self and about me, but we had something like ninety shows booked from March to yeah. to, to the yeah. end, like to, for a year, and we've done to the end of the year. Sorry, we've I think we've done like six. Yeah. Um, Our last one was the fourteenth of March. Really? Yeah. That was. That was um, yeah. That's just before it all kicked off, wasn't it? Probably. Yeah. And most of the guests didn't go then because they had COVID. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and they were they was in Ireland, and they couldn't they, they couldn't fly over. How, how do you satisfy that that need to perform? Masturbation. That's it. We'll bleep that. Out. <laughs> uh, sorry. Yes. Concentration. I said. Yes, uh, that's I thought, right. I yes. thought you said masturbation. <laughs> no. Mas- master baking. Because uh, I, I mentioned earlier, my I genuinely feel my outlet is getting in the water, getting in the sea. Yeah. And 
I think I only didn't well, do that for maybe a month first, and a half, when two months. When it first started, so. the band were like households, yeah? All the households are making banana bread and the yeah. kids are doing pottery <laughs> and all this sort of stuff, right? So the band was like doing uh, live, live videos and stuff like that. We actually, we did a feeling song. Which, oh, did you? you? Know, yeah. What track did you do? I love it when you call. Oh, right. It's like one of our one of our favourite ones to do. So you know, we we did that and we was doing loads of live stream stuff. That was cool. Uh, but then everyone got a bit demotivated with that, and then I couldn't get anyone to do any anymore. And it was like, nah, it's fair enough. People then suddenly just yeah, they've just lost the, the yeah, mojo, exactly. They? I come, I mean, I come down to Adam's studio and I did a bit of some of my own material just. You know, shits and giggles. Something creative. Yeah. You know, they've I had did... like eight likes uh, and, and 14 <laughs> views on YouTube. So they're going really well. But What's it's the, just, uh... again, it was just something to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something creative that you can, you know, you can you can do and be a part of. But yeah, now I'm just a van driver. <laughs> and that's it. You know, van driver and a dad. It will come back. It will come back. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think I was doing, li- I did a couple of live streams. And like you, though, it's a bit like, it's hollow. Yeah. And I get the, you know, I think, again, like, like you and probably like Dan and, and anybody that stands up on the stage, part of that buzz comes from the audience. It's the people, you, you yeah. Know, yeah, and exactly. If, you get, if you're getting nothing in return. I, when I did my first live stream, I was doing it for this um, fish and chip shop that I booked bands for, and I just thought, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do one. I booked loads of other people in, and I and I did it, and I did. I finished the end of uh, the first song, whatever it was, and you typically expect, you know, hey, yeah. sometimes you might get that anyway. And it was just my yeah. wife going, <laughs> Tom, can you do the dishwasher? <laughs> yeah. like, oh, but actually, in my mind, I was I was treating it a bit like a podcast because like, like Jane was the you know she was almost like the producer in the background reading the messages, and it became a very interactive yeah. thing. So that was fun, but again, that lost its you know that lost its edge quite yeah. quickly because you're not quite getting what you usually get. <laughs> but it's I, funny, I, don't you think? It's funny. You, you, I never realised the connection with the audience and the people no, and that's how important that I was. You know, mm. I didn't realise that. But that was it, where you got it, the buzz from. It is, yeah. That's yeah, where the enjoyment I mean, it comes makes sense, from. Though, cause when you when you don't have a great gig, it's usually because the audience aren't responding. Yeah. Um, which does happen. Or the know? band's had a massive argument just 10 minutes before they've gone on stage. <laughs> <laughs> it also does happen. Something like that. Oh, the yeah. dynamics. Yeah, yeah. I've been fortunate to do a couple of gigs um, here and there, socially distanced and... Uh, yeah, we did one a couple of weeks ago. Just actually, just as old Bojo was late for his meeting, wasn't he? Like yeah. four hours late, and came out and went, "Oh, there'll be a second lockdown." Everything's fucked. Cheers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so uh, it wasn't the best. wasn't the best of, of environments to be in because people were looking pretty forlorn. But yeah. um, actually, I think when the when the booze started flowing, they were just like, "Ah, whatever." I've done some solo ones, but I've had no band stuff. Yeah, you know, and it's. I miss my band, you know. I yeah. miss, miss my mates. Mm. And like Dan, have stuff. you managed to? Ca- are you sort of are you managing to do much with the band? I know you're on a bit of a. I don't know if it's hiatus is the right word, but you're busy doing something else. But well, luckily, you know, I've, the the band have been playing on the on the soundtrack for the film, oh, and um, so I've been, I've kind of incorporated them into into everything that I've done with with the musical as well. Yeah. Oh, so because two two of the boys in the band um, were playing in the orchestra for the West End show. I did. I, I had so, listened to the West End um, the the recordings, and it. I mean, obviously, it's got a touch of the feeling in its composition anyhow um, yes which yeah. i think would be the case but yeah i did also think whether i wonder if um dan's got the band involved here so absolutely that's the kind yeah. of thing to do isn't it I no i've well. bought, bought them into the fold i mean i don't know what i do i don't know what i do without them i mean I, they, they you know i've been working with those boys since i was 16 yeah so you know and i'm 42 now so i mean you know it's a very long time to be playing with the same people yeah and, and though i have 
obviously worked with other musicians and other other artists, but they're, they're my kind of go-to guys. It's comforting as well, isn't it? When you know, you know you've got yeah, their family, you know, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, and they get yeah. it. Yeah. Like, if you say, "Oh, I need it," they'll like support this, it hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. If, if there's any sort of musical changes that you want, I'm sure then they understand what you mean. Whereas well, other people, we, you might have to spend a bit more time explaining yeah, it to. Yeah. You know? And it's even it's even more than that because because we grew up together, so our influences are the same. Yeah. So even without words and without signals, they know they they kind of can just, just they, you look. know yeah. they under they understand my harmony and my ideas, and oh, so they just cool. do it. You that's know, cool. there's, there's, <laughs> did you all go? You all went to Brit school, didn't you? We did, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so we met. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. And what, I'm, <clears> I'm curious because there's obviously there's been a lot of um, very successful musicians that have come out of Brit school. What, were you in the same year as Adele? That's what I want to know. Uh, no, we were we were there. We were like guinea pig years. Oh, so you? it was only open. It was only open for like a year before we went. So this is we went in the nineties. You know. Oh wow. Okay. Um, and so it was. You know, we were there very very early on. I think it was still figuring out what it was as a place. Um, but it was amazing because it was just kids from all over all over the place shoved into a building teachers didn't know what they were doing you know i mean it was Perfect. chaos that sounds like it was, it was right chaos. now actually but, but but yeah but no except the difference was like drum kits in every room you yeah. know and 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 you could just go and play in that recording studio you could go and just experiment in and they had you know those facilities so it was um and what was lovely as well is that it was you know it's a non-fee paying school and half of the intake was local Croydon kids no. so it was actually it's still to this day is an amazing melting pot because it's not classist in any way it's not elitist in any way but it's really well funded so it's quite an interesting place for for it doesn't surprise me that it's had a, a good success rate yeah. and I don't think that's because there's any magic uh, um, that magical teaching going on even though I think the teachers are great I think actually what's going on is you're putting an amazing mixture yeah. like an ecosystem of kids from all over the place who the are all interested in the well. arts that's, that's awesome and kids, yeah and then you give them the right stuff that they yeah. need in order to, to to grow and they do and it's it's uh yeah i mean it's really amazing now i mean you know i went it's back to visit recently and it's wow it's huge yeah. i mean it was tiny when we went there was <laughs> it was absolutely tiny you know think, but it's huge i think you've got to, i mean I'm, I'm a i'm a music teacher by day so you know i always consider the fact i'm quite fortunate to have that job to go to even though um, i am standing in front of you know, COVID potential carrying children <laughs> all <you>? day, <laughs> like literally full hazmat suit. But I, you know, but in my music department, what I'm trying to fully embody is just giving every student the opportunity if they want to go and play drums, go play the drums because yeah. it is yeah. it's that student who is inquisitive enough to think, oh, I want to sit down at that kit or yeah. I want to pick up that instrument and I just Don't want to move about. Curiosity, yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 a great deal of great yeah. time, yeah. a great deal of time is spent trying to find the funding to get more kit, to get more access to a range of different sorts of things, and not just instruments, but opportunities. Yeah. You know, it's taken me nearly yes. like eight years to get five iPads uh, in my room, and not because my school aren't supportive, they're so, so supportive, but of course they're limited yeah. with what they can do budget-wise. It's yeah. just not, the arts are not... Um, it's only, not... only going to get reduced more, unfortunately. Well, yeah, I'm, I, I... Yeah, I mean, you've just got to do what you can do and give them the opportunities when you can. But yeah, yeah. it's about growing those opportunities 100%, isn't it? Yeah. It's really tough. Yeah. 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 No, and um, I'm, I'm curious to know uh, a bit more about so your paddleboarding. Uh, yes. Martin is you're prolific. You're still not taking me out on a paddleboard. Um, I think I think you probably um... we can't keep two meters away on, no. the, on the same board at the moment. <laughs> you so. would have to pick me out of the water <laughs> several times. <laughs> so like, I mean, how did you get into paddle? Because paddleboarding like seems like a really cool thing to be doing. How did you get involved in that? Like, um, you've been doing it for quite some time. Because yes. when I read your warrior story, I didn't actually realise that. 
after you know you had your treatment um, when you were like well 17 17 when yeah you had that yeah you had, was it um chemo you had didn't yeah, you yeah so i had testicular cancer at 17 um so yeah removal of a testicle and then all oh, about 6 months of chemo following that um I'll be honest, it all seems an absolute blur yeah. now, you know, a lifetime ago. Um, so, yeah, during, during that, the, the, you start to look at your life and, and reassess a lot of things and, you know, change the path you, you think you're heading on. Um, and one of the things I always said to myself was, right, when I'm fit and well again, I'm going to learn to surf. It's something I'd always wanted, you know, watching Baywatch as a kid. Yeah. That was a dream. I was going to, you know, I was going to live this life. You want to be Pamela Anderson. Oh, well, like, you know, yeah, every boy does. I wasn't yeah. going there, but yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> you looking great. Yeah. The blonde suits you, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was always kind of my end goal, I imagine. It was, right, when I'm fit and healthy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in the water. I'm going to learn to surf. And I did. I, I got Tips healthy. It off the bucket list. Yeah, yeah. Took a trip to to. Um, I had my first ever surf lesson at Joss Bay. Um, the guys down there, and then yeah, it was summers in Newquay. Um, I was lucky enough. I spent a month in Australia with a friend, and yeah, just got some some surfing there. Done the ticked off again, the Bondi, and you know, crap beaches. But you got to say you've done it and you yeah. surfed it. Um, and yeah, I've surfed since yeah, seventeen, eighteen years old, but. Got fed up locally of getting down to the beach and realising that you actually live in Kent, not California, and there are no waves. It's, it's ama- don't you find it amazing? Everyone's got bucket lists and things that they want to do. And stuff. I mean, that is such an... You've done it. But it's such an achievable dream. Yeah. It's not like, I want to be a millionaire, no, I want to no. you know, I want to jump on the moon or whatever. It's an achievable dream, and you've, you've, you've done it. Yeah, and I, that's, I, I that's, don't think you. Awesome, you know? I, I don't like think that. you even give it the credit when you when you've done it when you've had that first surf lesson or buy your first surfboard. I still don't think uh, yeah, independently you, still, you, you still took it, it off. Though, you? You're still experiencing <laughs> yeah. it. That's the thing, um, so I suppose. Yeah. So yeah I think so also, people don't realise how accessible surfing is now. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not this. It used to be this thing that yeah, like Martin said, oh, it was in Hawaii or Australia yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But you can you can go over to Joss Bay or you can go to like just into Hampshire and like Wittering yeah, or something. Yeah. And there's surf schools everywhere yeah, with higher yeah. boards and everything. And it's like 30 quid for the day. And like, interestingly enough, there was a, the, I don't know if you guys watched the DIY SOS thing the other week on the BBC where, you know, Nick Knowles and his crew and they went over to Wales and there was this wonderful facility where they'd, they'd adapted surfboards for disabled children and stuff like that oh, to be able hmm. to get out in the ocean. I'd, 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 like, I'm not normally into these sort of soppy TV shows, but like... Bloody Mar- onions! <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually, actually, like, Ma- Martin said to me, you've got to watch this and get the tissues ready. And I was, I was literally bawling my eyes out. It's not Baywatch, it's DIY SOS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think that's the thing. I mean, and I, know, I know it applies to lots of sports, but obviously surfing is a passion of me and Martin's. But it, it, it really was wonderful to see the, these, these kids and, and their faces and... And that can apply to able-bodied yeah. people as well. Like, you get out there and you think, yeah. oh, I've got to be chiseled like David Hasselhoff. You haven't. You can get a bigger board, you can get out there and you can you can rip like yeah. everybody. Do you know what I mean? And even if you don't, even if you just go on your stomach and you... I think most but, people's aspirations <laughs> are really achievable, you know. But just yeah. people just give up or they forget confidence. or they just... Yeah, confidence, again, you know, it's just having the guts to do it and just go, yeah. There's great, there's great um, organisations, certainly in America, I've watched uh, documentaries on them, where they get um, PTSD sufferers that come back from the war and yeah. there's actually funded programs where they get them out on surfboards and you know out with the coaches yeah. and the, the the progress that these people make you know leaving That's behind their medication and stuff like that is yeah. you know it's amazing to see but yeah, um, yeah no and, and going back to your original question tom i then got fed up again at the beach and, and not being able to actually surf so um a friend of mine introduced me to paddleboarding which basically it's a bigger surfboard 
you've got a paddle in your hand, so stand you, you stand, stand up. Stand yeah, up, yeah, you stand up from the get go, so you you can be on flat water. Yeah, but it's re- or, I heard it's really good for like it's good for your core. Yeah, core strength. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't think it looking at me these days, but um, yeah, <laughs> it must no, be so, difficult. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. It's just once you find your sea legs, it's you know, uh, I wouldn't say it's easy, but you you. You do get it, yeah. Um, maybe, so yes. we, maybe that's the next podcast. Richie and yeah. Tom go paddleboarding, yeah. And we get some sort of waterproof set up. We could just Adam, yeah. Adam, you Operate could just sort of run along this. Like, can you do it on a canal? Yeah, yeah. Adam's, well, actually, like, Adam's yeah. actually got a few surfboards. Has he? Yeah. Oh, there you go, Adam. You can join us. You just have to, everything waterproof. <laughs> I'll bring Claire's ironing board. I'll just get on there. <laughs> okay, right. You'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, just constantly yeah. <laughs> under the water. That's the uh, noise. Ironing board and a broom. Yeah, you'll be fine. You'll look the part. Yeah. That's what you need. Looks, probably. Hawaiian skirt. I'm in. I've, mine's in the wash. <laughs> you saw yeah. it again. I think we should do it. Let's yeah. go. Let's I'd get the to. photo. I've never, Not I've never been surfing. I'd love to go surfing. Well, here we go then. Yeah. Okay. Guinea pigs. Yeah, I'm up yeah. for it as well. Dan's yeah. coming down. Yeah. Right, yeah. literally, Jack, was it December the 3rd? Yeah. The lockdown 2 finishes. <laughs> right. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll suit up. <laughs> On a frozen lake somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Would it be easier if the water's frozen? I'm presuming oh, it would be, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. cool. We'll do that. It then. just it hurts more. Hurts more. <laughs> more, <laughs> more, <laughs> more <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right. Well, oh, we'll crack maybe, me head open. Fantastic. Maybe we'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait a little bit. But I think we should do that. I'm more of a summer surfer, I would say. I think I would be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, you'll back this up. Oh, the water was its warmest in what, September, October yeah, time? Was it? Yeah, yeah you yeah. got all summer to warm up. You, you don't want to be going in in, that, the, know. in the summer. But there is, I was talking to you yesterday, Martin, about there is some sort of scientific study about cold water. That sounds like a really dumb statement to make without finishing off. But <laughs> I was reading, uh, no, I think it was actually something was, that was sent to me as part of my, you know, my, my, um, one of my bosses sent it and it went out as a well-being thing for all of our staff at school, was that every morning when you have a shower, shower under cold water for 30 mm. seconds and your stress levels will drop by 50%. I mean, I tried it and my stress levels went through the roof because <laughs> yeah. suddenly, nice warm shower, yeah. 6 o'clock in the morning. My penis has shrunk to half the size. <laughs> now you're, now you're really stressed out. Like, oh, I, I did try it consistently and I don't know whether it was coincidence, but I, did, I, would, I sort of felt better for it. So maybe there is something about jumping in the icy, icy Kentish coastal mm. waters that... You know, it's good for your mental health. Well, there obviously is because you know that's why we're here discussing it. So. Plus, as well, I mean, a lot of a lot of local surfers. If you've surfed Joss or it's called chip pipes at <laughs> Brighton, but there's no chance of you catching Corona if you've if you've surfed the Kent coast yeah. consistently. Oh, what's in there? Yeah, ah. <laughs> pretty like immune canal, to most things. Yeah, <laughs> oh look, yeah. trolley, look, yeah. moped. Yeah, yeah. And you, um, my. Um, Oh, go on, Dan. Sorry, mate. I was going to say, my, my, my family, we've got a tradition, my family are from the west of Ireland, and there's a tradition there of just basically every morning going out and swimming in the... And they do that all the way through the year, yeah. you know, so they're doing that Christmas Day, you know, um, uh, New Year's Day. That'll wake you up, you know, first it? thing in the morning, that'll wake you up. <laughs> oh, going yeah. out, and, you know, this is Galway Bay, you know. Oh, and, seriously uh, cold. But they've been doing it for years. They all do it. And, 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 the, and do you know, when, they, when, they're, when they're visiting me in London... They, you can see them desperate to find some water to throw yeah. themselves into. I mean, it's like a thing for them. They're, they're completely addicted of to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, don't go in there. That's a canal. But, you know, That's the tent. There's dead people in there. Yeah, yeah there is, but, I, I must admit, I do feel a bit of a, 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 a draw to the challenge of getting in icy cold water. And you know, like it's yeah. the the lowering into the cold water that's the difficult part. But you just got never lowering, no, just well, jumping. Jump jump yeah. jump yeah. Never, never do it slowly. Don't 
tip, don't dip. No. You just literally lunge. Don't, don't lunge and toe. plunge. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I, think there's, I think there's an effect that you have from, from, from being in nature as well. And I think there's an effect, that, the effect of, of, of being around kind of big masses of open water. Because I don't have to be in the water, but I know if I go to the seaside and I go, I just sit by the beach or I go, if I'm by the sea or by a massive lake or something, um, my shoulders drop and something happens. And I yeah. think it's, there's something like probably going back to like Neolithic kind of early human kind of, you know, it's something very genetic and deep that makes you just go, you know what? I just feel relaxed because I'm, I'm around something bigger than me and I'm suddenly small. Spice, and therefore, like, yeah. 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 And I think, I think like you're, you become a small thing again in amongst something massive. And I think all your problems shrink with your, with your ego and with everything else around it, because you're like suddenly, um, you're suddenly, suddenly like, you know, the all your problems pop. are, you're the smallest thing. You, you realize how insignificant you are and actually how insignificant your problems are. And actually you just become part of this big, you know, kind of magnificent thing, which is like the sea or the mountains or whatever it is. I think being in nature yeah. is quite humbling and that's really quite healthy for your brain. I think you know? there's also that, that audible stillness, which, you know, yeah. uh, you live in London, don't you? Dan? you, you I do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, when you're in town, like there's noise everywhere, Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and even, I find that, like, like you've just said, when I am, at the, if I do go to the beach or if I do go to the countryside, just to have a period where you stop, just like, and close your eyes and just be mindful of the nothing yeah. around and you. In not terms not of having your sound. phone or yeah. you know, it's no signal or yeah. out on the water, you can't take it with you. Just that release, killer, isn't it? Is, it just ruins yeah. everything. You yeah. find yeah. it's just, but, it distracts you from family, from yeah. from all that all that sort of stuff. Mm. Sucks you into arguments, debates, and. Yeah. I could go on Facebook and my mood can change just mm. like that, just from by reading a stupid post that someone's yep. put up, and you think, Jesus, really? Yeah, yeah. And, and why am I affected by that? You yeah, because it's nothing to do with you. Yeah, it's nothing I, to do I, with me. I think, um, I mean, as someone that uses their phone a lot or, or did, I'm actually noticing my time on my phone is diminishing. Yeah, um, mm. and has it's got less and less and less as actually we've been going through lockdown for whatever reason. Maybe it's because I'm not organising gigs and you know I'm not texting people and say, oh, you need to be here at this time, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But actually, it's so much better. But for it me. should be a tool, not yeah. a necessity. You know, that's that's the thing. Mm. It's, it's it should be there to to make business calls, to organise a calendar. You know, yeah. see family you can't speak to every day or whatever. Yeah. But it just runs your life, doesn't it? It does. Run it does. You know, and there's so many of them, so many apps, and I mean, Christ, I, I was just. But they're, I get they're in a loop, designed you know? to be. Addictive. They're designed to be very addictive, aren't they? Oh, yeah, And they're yeah. designed to kind of, you know, I think that's the thing is that, is that the people that design them, you know, they're, they're selling advertising essentially at the end of, of the course, day. Yeah. And they know exactly what they're you're doing. You're a commodity, so. aren't you? That's, that's the thing. <laughs> so, so, you know, uh, I think that you're right because they're so good as a tool, but then they come with this like uh, other element, which yeah. is the, that kind of like... Disclaimer, kind of, it's going to ruin your life as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, if you, if you could only just kind of switch that part of your brain off yeah. that cares about the likes, because it actually it's very subconscious. It's not of even course, like it's, yeah. it's a subliminal little hookiness that they've got so yeah. it's like oh it's really annoying because they're, they're kind of magnificent things they've changed our life and and you know i love the fact that i've got this one device with a guitar tuner a calculator a phone um a, a calendar <laughs> yeah. a, a voice recorder uh you know it's, it's like all of those little shitty plastic things i used to carry around in the 90s they're all yeah. in my you know they're all just yeah. here in this one device I've, it's amazing i've got fifty thousand pictures yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. You know, on my phone. You know, I've got yeah. all my family on there. You'd be devastated it's amazing. if you lost them as well. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. But it's, that's the thing. It's all backed up. It is great. You know, like you, yeah. you're thinking, yeah. this is fantastic. But it's, in moderation. It, it comes with a, you know, as I said, a disclaimer. It's like, mm. you know. I think um, there's something really interesting. Like, I, I really struggle. Sorry, going, slightly going back to Warrior Kind a little bit. No, but right. just Don't purely because we really struggle with the idea that 
without social media, Warrior Kind wouldn't exist. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But what social it's media sword, is part yeah. of the problem of yeah. like mental illness. Circle, a massive. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're we're doing some studies and research into it for because we're going to do a documentary about it, and it's it's kind of it's the really causes the cure. Yeah, yeah kind, kind that's of thing. that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I do like, think it's going to rely on it, though, isn't it? <laughs> and it's using it responsibly. You will rely yes. on it, but yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. going to be. This is the thing. It needs to be regulated more. You know, I mean, that's the thing. One of the things we're doing is we're we're actually creating our own app to move it away from. Um, Facebook, yeah. but it's still mm. a thing on your device, and yeah. and part of that's the what app, everyone else uses. So, you, yeah, and yeah. um, part of the app is notifications that say such and such commented on your. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. still going to have that same yeah. trigger in your head. But I suppose if you're going into a dedicated <clears throat> app to see that or to to get some support or support someone else, yeah. you're not seeing the Facebook feed in amongst yeah. that. The other yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, it, <clears throat> I think it's like I do think it's using it responsibly. Like yes. as, as an author of of that content, you know, Warrior Kind are not going to just be selling advertising space. No, 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 precisely. Which is what, uh, so, you know, predominantly uh, Facebook. Well, I'd like to think not anyway. Yeah, well, <laughs> but predominantly unless there are already right. sponsors out there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, mean, I think in every podcast we've said we'd love to be sponsored by. Yeah, um, and, you know, we might consider. But it. That, again, that's necessary. You know, yeah. to just just to keep things moving. Yeah. You know, that's the, if you want if you need a if you want a platform to exist, you've either got to plough all your own money into it and stuff like that which it would come to a point where you haven't got enough to do that anyway yeah so you do, sometimes you do need help you know from from organizations and and stuff like that you mean yeah huge, i mean no, one, no one's saying that yeah yeah i don't think anyone's saying that, that that kind of like capitalism doesn't you know can't exist or is, is yeah. necessarily the problem but it's it's they've got so good with the way that they they use these algorithms to mm. create this kind of clickbait kind of thing well. yeah. and and so they've you know they've got so bloody clever at, at how they use kind of they nudge us into this kind of place where we just spend more and more hours looking at it, you know, and, and they know, you know, they're, they're basically building an algorithm for every human on the planet. Every single user has a separate algorithm and that algorithm is very cleverly tailored in order to kind of just keep you on there, no matter yeah. what it is that keeps you on there. So they find that chink in your armor and they, like they use it. And, yeah. yeah. And so, so, uh, you know, it's tough. And I think, but I think there's a generation of young people who've really moved on from it. I've noticed that quite a lot of the younger, I think our generation, I'm just assuming everyone's roughly the same age as me, but you know the generation that i'm in is like kind of generation x essentially um uh and the millennials i suffer really badly from it but i think there's a generation under that like the the new gen z kids um are, are really really wise to it and i actually think that they're they're actually much better at dealing with it because they grew up with it yeah. and they've always had it in their lives and they look at Don't it and they just roll they just roll their eyes when they see how much time we spend on phones yeah. it's really quite interesting and that the, edu- the education is better as well for you know yeah. for that age you know, and they is... don't seem to use the same apps as well. They seem to have their own ones that do all different things. I still things. don't understand TikTok. Uh, I haven't got and, Snapchat. Yeah. I haven't got TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Snapchat. TikTok. I ain't, I ain't got, TikTok. I ain't got, yeah. <laughs> I've got nothing. Uh, no, I I've got Instagram. For, oh, this is the thing. And I not, the, other, the other day I was on my phone on Facebook and then I uh. went on Facebook on my laptop while I was actually on my phone. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? You know? And then I get in a loop where I'll go, right, Sky News. Instagram, yeah, yeah. Facebook, check emails, Email. WhatsApp, Sky News, yeah. and I and I just do that 
like until some news non-stop comes and I'll just refresh refresh is anyone else dead nope good you know, I'll just yeah. do that and that's, um, that I Netflix, hate it there's that Netflix documentary which we've referenced yeah. before The Social Dilemma yeah I've, I started watching I've it and, stopped, I've and I've not finished asleep. it yet but um, yeah it's but good that blew my head off yeah that. it's <laughs> mad and yeah. that was all things I, this, this is what I think Adam said this you know you said they're all things that I know yeah but you just never really took on board mm. ah, they were cares. doing it yeah. yeah but suddenly you're like <laughs> yeah. oh look Richie's liked something oh he's liked my photo I must go on and look at other things that Richie's like yeah becomes that vicious circle yeah, of just, yeah. you know supply demand supply demand yeah but, uh. they plant seeds don't they and they look at you know they know what you've been looking at and you know if you if you look for something on the internet um you know a, a new fridge or something you go on facebook and then 10 minutes later the Selling fridge is looking fridge. at you going, oh richie by the, by the way you know that fridge you want it's only been 10 percent off mate and you go oh are they? <laughs> yeah and it's literally you know, you've bought four fridges a freezer and you know a new microwave it's like jesus christ <laughs> i only wanted a kettle yeah, I, I didn't want a fridge what you want people to do right now is to be yeah. googling uh bo's sub uh, speakers. Yes, uh, do I that. have two. Brand, they're brand new in the box. <laughs> can't shift them. Yeah, yeah, can't shift them for love nor money. I mean, literally no, love nor money. He will take either. <laughs> no, no, I just want money. Oh, okay. I don't Sorry. want any love. Oh, you I, said love. I, I, oh, no, no, no. no, I can't buy anything with love. Can't buy. I've love. tried. You have tried. It's hard. Yeah, um, Dan. Uh, we, we, I, I know that uh, you, you said you'd be um, very kind and uh, sing something for us today. Is that? Uh, can we have something? Is that? Is that cool? Absolutely. Yes. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Have yeah. You, yeah. Uh, what, what is it you're going to perform for us today? Well, I was going to. I've, I've got two different options. I can. Oh. Uh, there's a song. There's a song from the musical which I like singing, which I can do. Right. And then I've, there's also an old feeling song, and I can. I could do either one of those. Oh. So you know, maybe. Oh, do, are we going to have to vote over thinks. here? <laughs> yeah, you have to vote over there and you have to okay. let me know which one. All right, should we have the names the names of the songs? Um one is called uh It Means Beautiful from Everybody's Talking About Jamie. Mm. And the other one is either well I could do Love It When You Call or I could do Film a Little World or one of the old feeling numbers. Happy to do that as well. All right. Um would it be terrible to ask for both? Oh, let's do that. Can you do all the feeling have albums? Have you got time? Yes, of course we've got time. Uh, literally, we have oh, nowhere to be. We're in lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's nice. Yeah, I can... I'm, I'm spending time with humans, uh, you know, that, that are not my family. As much as I love my family, it's nice to be with other people, isn't it? Oh, listen, it? that's fine. All right, we'll call it a gig. All, all right, right yeah. All right, cool. Um, okay, so which one do you want to... You can choose then which one you do I'll first. I'll start with the quiet one on the guitar, and this is called uh, It Means Beautiful. Less lovely. Thank you. It means something that's only yours to give It means choosing the way you want to live It means wonderful And it means powerful And it means true It means something as perfect as it's pure it means waiting until you know you're sure It means beautiful And it's beautiful like you Beautiful, beautiful A little bit of glitter in the grey Beautiful Beautiful Something precious you don't rush to give away It means something that's always yours to keep It's the face you don't take off to go to sleep 
It means simple And it means magical Like a kiss It's the path that you choose To walk upon Not some fleeting thing you find One day is gone It means innocence and it means confidence like this Beautiful, beautiful A little bit of glitter in the grey Beautiful, beautiful Something precious you don't simply give away Beautiful all right. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Lovely, lovely. Thank you ever so much, Dan. It means beautiful. Thank um, you. From everybody's talking about Jamie. Is that that is the right name of the musical, isn't it? I've got the right name. Yep. Is that, that is yeah. Everybody's yeah, talking okay. about Jamie. Okay, That's okay. that song is sung by a sung by a sixteen year old girl in the show, and um, uh, she's Jamie's best friend, and uh, it's quite a kind of it's a little moment where she's she's kind of inspiring him to you know do his thing and 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 uh yeah she's she's like yoda i like she's like the yoda of the of the play she's like the wise kind of you know kind of character who kind of steers him in the right direction on a regular basis (laughs) i mean i I, tell us a little bit more about the story behind the um the musical because it's a really fascinating story it's a true story isn't it it's based on on truth it is yeah yeah there's a documentary that came out years and years ago called uh well about six or seven years ago now called um uh, Jamie drag queen at 16 about this this lad and he wanted to he wanted to go to his prom in a dress when they you know this is you know because obviously they do school proms now um and uh the school wouldn't let him and and it's a documentary just followed this this very simple story but what what was interesting to me was I've never seen a story where you meet the character as a gay character who's who's out when you meet him um and who is kind of the hero of the story and he's not like a sidekick and he's not just there for laughs, but he's like kind of genuinely got like a, an ambition for something. And I thought that was quite radical because a lot of the kind of LGBT stories that I grew up with were all quite tragic or they were kind of a bit kind of like comedy light or, you know, there was something about them. There was always some fell in love with a straight guy or there was some kind of tragedy mm. or, or some kind of like thing where they got burnt really badly. And this was like, actually, this was like the gay kid's really heroic and just gets on with his life and, and, the world around him kind of shifts and changes a bit, but he's just got a quest, you know, it's very simple and basic and I like the idea of telling it, you know? Yeah. And so did you, I mean, was it your uh, initial idea to sort of put it together as a musical? um, No, it was the director called Jonathan who who kind of uh, got introduced to and, and, it's really, it was very serendipitous because I'd always wanted to do a musical. When The Feeling came out, you know, we had like these really funny, it was really funny because The Feeling first started, um, there there was quite a lot of, you know, everyone was quite indie back in those days. It was like indie, indie, this, indie, that. Everything was like very hard and edgy and indie and everything was about edge. Um, And, you know, I wanted to create a kind of sound that was softer and, and more beautiful and had harmony and had, you know, and because and I was like raised in a gay family and I was raised being different, I didn't feel like I had to live up to that kind of stereotype of a rock band that was around at the time. You know, everyone kind of wanted to be the Strokes back then. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, you know, and so the, the reviews we got from the NME were shocking because they kind of hate 
hated us, but kind of like liked us, but kind of hated us. Yeah. So it was, and, and one of the reviews was like, this sounds like it should be like something from a musical theatre show or something like that. And I think they meant it disparagingly, but I took it. You loved it. Positive. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thanks. Like, That's what I was going I was for. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, fine. You know, and I was like, well, The Who did a musical. I mean, Tommy, I mean, one yeah, of my big influences yeah. was Tommy. I was like... Well, if I'm going to do a musical, I'm going to make it sound like Tommy if I can, you know, like that's, you know, amazing, you know. So um, I'd always wanted to do one. And then and then um, I just was asking around for ages. How do you do it? How do you do it? How do you do it? And somebody eventually, um, long story short, introduced me to a director called Jonathan, Jonathan Butterwell. And he'd just come over from working in New York for about 10 years um, doing shows on Broadway. And he'd been asked to put together a, a kind of pitch for a musical here in the UK in Sheffield and 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 he'd seen that that documentary and the, one of the first things he said to me and Tom the other writer he said Look, do you want to do you want to do this story and we me and Tom who's a screenwriter um kind of said yeah we'd totally love to do this story it feels fresh it feels exciting it feels a bit new it feels slightly radical but you know kind of obviously should be a musical yeah. <laughs> one of those types of stories and i think what's really different about uh, about it as a musical as well is that I, I can't really think of many other musicals that are based on a true story um unless i'm just having a moment <laughs> um and so to know that actually yeah. there is a lot of heritage behind this story you know and and from what i from what i read about it that you know the kids in the school you know really stood up for jamie and actually wasn't it the school were completely denying him the opportunity to go in and do it and it was the his his like his peers it was like, his classmates actually yeah, yeah yeah it was it was this kind of you get every now and then you get these these kind of characters you get these creatures who are just like somehow just like that uh, resilient resilient enough yeah. to just push forward through, you know despite all of their own you know insecurities and they put their insecurities aside for enough time because because the urge to do what they want to do is that strong yeah. that it forces them to push through you know the negativity and just kind of find find something on the other side yeah. and so you know they're, they're nice stories and also writing about 16 is really good like writing about 16 year old kids is it's, it's such a kind of uh, a important point in your life when you're 16 you, you know you're entering into adulthood you're trying to figure out who you're going to be you know all of where that identity fit. stuff is yeah. it doesn't matter who you are you yeah. know it doesn't matter where you so you've got to figure out where you're going to fit you go try and find out who your tribe is and all that stuff and and it's an interesting endlessly kind of like fruitful period in your life to write about because yeah. we all remember being 16 and we remember what how tumultuous and the tiniest thing could be so dramatic when you're 16 yeah. you know the tiniest little word someone says or the, the that look that a parent or a family member gives you can mean everything when yeah. you're 16 so it was kind of um it's a nice it's a nice kind of uh, era of, of someone's life to write about musically i think i think um you know kids of that age are incredible they're more resilient than i think they give themselves credit for and i also yeah. think that they're more resilient than often adults give them credit for as well i'm sure yeah. Ma- you know, martin you, you used to teach in a secondary school and yeah. i think kids get a bad rep you know they're really they're knocked oh this, these kids oh. but actually you know all they want to do is get on they want to start their lives you know and and they are they're more resilient than, than i think they know i think they they lack a lot of confidence, but they've got so many skills. They're far more powerful yeah. in terms of their brain power than we are. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to run a, a vocational centre, so it was about taking those kids who weren't academic um, and bringing them into an environment that suited them more. Yeah. You know, it's bringing them down and kind of going, okay, you say you're rubbish at maths, but can you measure and then chop that bit of wood for me? Yeah, and they could do and it. And they'll grab a tape measure, yeah. mark it out, just cut it. it in and it's just, yeah, it's about, yeah, it's about yeah. that. You know, kids that used to arrive on the doorstep couldn't tell the time. And then you're getting them to, you know, work out tyre ratios to fit on a wheel, you know, yeah. and it's kind of like, it's about applying. And I, I was certainly from that, Engaging, that ilk, you know, yeah, it was, yeah. if I wasn't interested, 
I didn't learn it. Yeah. Uh, if it didn't interest me, I didn't but what, care. But what right? I find really fascinating is that often I'm preaching to my students about the fact you've got to be resilient. You've got to do, you know, mm. you've got to see the successes. And despite, the, oh, you've, you know, they might have played a C minor rather than a C major in that chord. And, oh, they did this wrong and their timing was. But actually, what they're ignoring are all of the successes that have led to that point. Yeah. And it was only when I started like Slimming World most recently, when I really started doing the sort of weight loss thing and changing my mindset, if you like, about it, that I realized that. I was preaching this, uh, but I was never taking it on board myself. Yeah, you know, and, and actually, my students uh, sort of taught me that in some respects that yeah. I, I need to be more aware of my successes. And the and the students who had the, the greatest progress, if you like, were the ones who were like, "Yeah, I'm struggling with this small bit, but I can do all of this." Yeah, you know, and they were more aware of that. So, yeah, man, it's been fascinating. Just that door unlocked, and suddenly, ah. You're never too old to learn something. You no. know, you can always learn something. And you're so self-critical. Yeah. You know, of yourself, despite yeah. you know all the success. Everyone is. You know, mm. that's, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? It is very, very difficult. Yeah. Um. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> I lost my train of thought completely. <laughs> okay. <then. laughs> yeah. Sorry. It just touched a nerve. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, despite the fact that yeah, despite the fact that we're so successful, we really, really struggle. What I was going to lead on to say was, you know. As a band, uh, Dan, you, you know you've had a massive amount of success with the feeling. There must have been times where you guys, you know, were really like you said, like initially you, you were going for that that softer approach, and you had all that negativity slash, you know, see it as positivity from the enemy. You know, how did that make you feel at that point? Other than you know, you you were happy that they were <laughs> describing it as a musical, but were there any times and you were a bit like, it's not worth all this. Um, yeah, I mean, I was quite self-conscious because you are, you're, you're young, you're, when you're young, you're self-conscious. And I think that um, the biggest thing it taught me was how to, how to, how to, how, how damaging self-consciousness is when you're trying to be creative. Um, and so I kind of um, really struggled around album three. And the first album was just such a big success and sold so well, but it never went to number one. So and album number two actually went to number one. And then after that, it was it was like I got as far as album three and I'd, I'd lost the kind of, um, I'd lost my thread completely when it came to musical stuff. I just didn't know what I wanted to write about. And I, and I felt really self-conscious. I just felt like um, everyone was looking at everything I was doing. And, and, and it was, I actually ended up leaving the record label. Um, and then it took a few years to get back to, get back to feeling like um, I could be useful again. And that was the trick. Because then I thought, actually, it doesn't matter. Nobody's nobody really gives a shit about me. You know, it, it, you, you can quite easily put yourself at the centre of the world, mm. and and that's a really unhealthy place to be mentally. So if you can find, or, and then the way out of it for me was to find a place where I could be useful again. So I was like, that's when I started working on on the musical actually, and and all that kind of world of stuff. I was like, you know what? If I'm writing for a bigger thing, um, then I'm just being useful. And I actually did, I did the music for a ballet and I did a TV show theme and I did a few things that just got me out of, out of me being the center of it and actually put me into the place where I was just a, a small part of a bigger machine. Mm. And I, that was really useful and really helpful for me because then I could just start working on my craft again and, and not worrying it's about... Fresh challenge, fresh start. Yeah, not worrying, really, it just, all, all that mattered was whether the director was happy, you yeah. know, and that it didn't have to worry about the outer world or the bigger audience or, or any of that kind of stuff, or what the press were going to say, all that kind of stuff. You know, I, I, I wanted to be doing something different. We knew we were doing something different. We knew we weren't going to be cool. We, it was deliberate. It was 100% like mm. I saw all of these fake indie bands out there, you know, being, you know, all signed to major record labels, 
completely kind of uh, uh, contrived being so hard and masculine. And I was like, oh, I don't want that. Mm. And I, I deliberately did something different. But the, 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 the kind of backlash against it did still get to me, even though I thought it wouldn't. And so that was what it took a little while to get over. was like, okay, how can I just, how can I just circumnavigate all of that? Well, I just had, just, I just had to circumnavigate it. Mm. That's the trick is just, just move around it. You have to ignore it and move around it and find another way. And I just needed to find a way where I could just musically be useful. Um, and now I'm in the place where I'm doing the next feeling album, actually re-signed with Island records again and, and back into the fold and back into the, place where i used to be but i'm much more well equipped to deal with it now <laughs> and i've been through all of this stuff i've done the musical i've done the film and now i kind of go okay my job is to make music and it's as simple as that yeah and strip it back down to base i'm making music that's what i'm doing as an art like, take it take it or leave it yeah or you know all the rest of the stuff is nonsense people are going to shoot it down some people are going to love it some people are going to hate it doesn't matter just do it be yourself and do it when you got but, to, you know it's when amazing. you got to your like third album did you feel any pressure to make it sound like did you want did you think you have to write songs that you think people expect you to write or did you want to go completely in a different direction or you know i mean i was always trying to take it in different directions because i was felt like that was that was you know i was always 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 trying to push away from doing the same thing again and again and again yeah. you know um and i think that was part of the problem but i think i was even that was me being self-conscious do you know yeah. what i mean yeah yeah even that was me overthinking it yeah i should have just you know just, write you just have to just write some songs it's not that hard it's yeah. pretty simple <laughs> and 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 i think some people that really have an amazing staying power in in music industry you know some people turn around and go that's because they're a genius and actually sometimes i think actually no they're just simple yeah they just keep it simple yeah. they just know what they like and they keep it simple and they don't overthink it they just yeah. They're geniuses they're just, that they don't care. They're just doing they're literally, yeah. they are, they've just got bulletproof self-esteem. You know, and everyone else is like, that person's a genius. Like, no, they just did what, they just did what came to their, came to their imagination and then delivered it. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes yeah. it's really as simple as that. And it's really hard because, you know, but again, for those it, of us, it goes around, it boils down to the whole seeing their failures and not their successes, you know, and, yeah. and under your belt, you've got, you know, a whole load of successful songs that, you know, have made it to an album, they've gone through that process, they've been recorded, yet the focus is still on that negative aspect and the, I, and the negative comments. I just think the first the yeah. first album has probably got less pressure, Yeah, you know, because you're, you're just writing songs that you want to write, you like them, and you're sticking them out there. Once you get a level of success, I suppose the pressure then mounts up it's a little that bit. It's difficult second album yeah. syndrome, isn't it? It's to please. Well, I remember, thinking, I remember thinking I was in a bubble, you know, when I, when I did that first yeah. record, and, and I'll never get that bubble back. You know, that bubble is gone. Everyone's <laughs> like in I'm bubbles never... now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Different exactly. form of bubble. Yeah. But, but, you know, like, how do, how do you how do you get into that unselfconscious place? Yeah. Because, you know, your first record, you're making it, things. and you think, no one's ever going to hear this, you know, so I'm just going to do it for me. Yeah. You know, you're not thinking, you know, you don't have an audience, so you just create. And to get back to that place took a really long time for me, but yeah. I, I got there. Do you know what I mean? But it, t- it took a whole terrible album three, and... <laughs> Probably it took a couple of years, and then I did album four. And my fourth album, I got fully 100% back to myself, but it took a while, you know. Oh, well, done for getting there. Yeah. And that, yeah. Alistair, as, as a, a owl, as a, as a creative as well, how much of that sort of rings true with what you do? Massively, uh, to be honest. I mean, my, my initial background was graphic design, and um, you'd have exactly the same feelings of, of, of 
So I had quite an illustrative style to my design. But for example, let's, let's say when I was at university. Um, so I went to Falmouth College of Arts down in Cornwall. And, and basically all the, all the cool kids, let's put it, or the kids who were guaranteed the jobs in the big studios were all doing this kind of Swiss design with Helvetica and everything was super clean. Whereas I was trying to like yeah. chuck paint at a wall, photograph it, put some <laughs> type on top. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And, and, and like it was, it took a long time actually to realise that exactly what Dan has just said basically you just got to be comfortable in your own style yeah. and just go with it and it doesn't matter what anyone else you can't else please everyone that's the, that's the no. thing you know but actually I, I, even from a music sense I'm it seems like I'm, I'm I'm in a room with some proper musicians but I I do a bit of playing around at home on my own with friends and stuff just like using logic and things and we always have that same feeling of oh that's not very cool let's start again even though we might have written some lovely melodies and stuff it's it's nice to hear someone like dan who's who's accomplished so much yeah. talk about how he had that same feeling now i'm not trying to be a superstar like he is <laughs> it's, you keep it's... saying feeling as well which is a wonderful <laughs> yeah. part yeah. dan if you put him up to this that's fantastic no but it, 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 is, feeling so, he did. it is so lovely to hear a, like a, a well-established musician yeah talk that feeling way and, and hearing yeah, yeah. feeling but that's real not, thing, and again right? i don't i don't want to plug the podcast as such but like those conversations if that's ever made you feel insecure about your ability to create mm. um then hearing that as you say from someone that's been that you know had that level of success mm. it's the same as hearing you know the conversations from my friends when i was talking about my eating and my you know some of the, the difficult things i was struggling with hearing that back from people who i considered to be all right with their food intake, happy with their body image, yeah. all of those things, actually hearing, I struggle with this, or even hearing a more severe thing, you know, like one of my friends turned around and said, well, actually, you know, I, I'm, I reckon I'm slightly bulimic. You know, I used to do this, and then I'd, you know, I'd go on the scales, and if I'd lost, I'd go and do this. Mm. You know, and, and I, this was somebody who I looked at, and, and all throughout my younger years was looking at as if, like, well, he's, he's the goal. He's got the body, he's got the looks, he's got the... But actually, you know, yeah. when, I, on the when, I, when I spoke yeah. to that person and said, this is, this is what I'm trying to do, mainly out of a place of trying to be accountable to my friends, not that I needed to be, but it helped me, to hear that, mm. well, it sounds weird to say it, but it was great yeah. to hear mm. that, you know, because it, mm. it validated I'm not alone, you yeah. know, in doing it. So, yeah, totally. And totally that's, that, that is, um, with so many of these things, they are three very important words. You are not alone, yeah. Yeah. especially right now. And and like even going back to the mental health thing, it's sort of just to hear other people talk about things in in that way, it, yeah. and just to know you aren't alone and you can go out and seek help is very, a bit, very important. A big thing for me with why I wanted to get on board with Warrior Kind was because it didn't have that clinical feel yeah. about it. You yeah. know, like I said, I I wouldn't and and don't necessarily feel that i have mental health issues but warrior kind kind of opened conversations and made me think in a different way because it was kind of it had a cool feel about it it was not rammed down your throat it was yeah. a uh, do you want to join this like-minded community where people can have a chat and it's like yeah yeah okay you know that yeah. was that was refreshing yeah i think the other thing with it not being clean like if you are in a position where you need to go and speak to somebody uh, that in a bit more of a clinical mm -hmm. environment for me, there's always the, well, I'm paying this person, so of course they're going to yeah. say this or this. Mm. And there's always that doubt as to whether they've got my best interests at heart, yep. which then that sows the seed of that, that doubt, and then maybe that doesn't make that advice as effective as it could be. Whereas if you're talking to your mates, hmm. you know, there is no, uh, there's no exchanging of money anymore. No. They're quite comfortable with the fact we can be friends and I don't have to pay them. If, yeah, if I sat opposite somebody at a desk, you know, 
I wouldn't talk. No. I, I'd put on a front. Yeah. Whereas, you know, things we want to do in the future, if we get a group of 10 men and take them to the beach and get them out on paddle yeah. boards or surfboards, yeah. those conversations you have on the beach about how they might natural. be feeling, their anxieties about going in the water. They don't realise it's yeah, a therapy. It's natural. Such, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you're having conversations with like-minded people. Yeah. And what you take away from that gives you purpose, you know. Yeah, yeah. It opens different doors for you. It definitely does, yeah, it definitely does. Um, so what? So what's next for Warrior Kind then? Like, where are you at? So um, we, yeah, really, really our next big thing is the launch of our app in, in January, yeah. um, which will people be able to download for free. Um, complete, How do they download it? I mean, it's so, available on all so, the... So it'll be available on all the standard kind of Google Play and um, the Apple one, Apple Store or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you'll just download it and you just create, a, create an account. And you can also access it on your, on your computer as well. You don't have to use your phone. Um, What's um, the address if we, they want to? They could just Google Warrior Kind. I yeah, they can or? Google, or you can go to www.warriorkind.co.uk uh, or forward slash community if you want to join the. There is a community already existing now. Yeah. Um, you're also welcome. People are welcome to join our groups on Facebook. So you just search Warrior Kind on Facebook. You'll see a number of groups come up there, um, an inclusive one, a men's one, and a women's one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, the, the the plan is to. Basically, like like Martin was saying, we just want to start a load of, of projects, but it's just all relying on this lockdown ending. We need to get people together yeah. outside of the groups. I mean, everybody on the groups is talking about wanting to do things together, so it's just being allowed to now. There's, there's a great initiative you're doing for Christmas in a contact at Christmas. Oh, yeah, about, sorry, you know. yeah, I forgot about that. So, yeah, um, if, if you search uh, Warrior Kind Contact at Christmas, this is something where we're actually looking to get people to reach out to anyone that's lonely, um, whether it's even writing a letter, like old school times, mm. writing a letter, making a bit of music, making a bit of artwork, sending it to someone. Um, yeah, so we really, there's, there's going to be a lot of people, we don't know if this lockdown's going to last over Christmas, hopefully it doesn't, but it may do. And if yeah. it does, there's going to be a lot of people on their own struggling, oh, yeah. not just people with mental health, just, just people Generally. in general, right? Yeah. And, and it, this is the thing, as I think you said earlier, didn't it, that... that Mental health doesn't always, ha- you don't always have to have a condition. Yeah. It, is, it is something that affects us all daily and it yeah. can be a daily thing. And, and being on your own on Christmas Day sucks, I guess. I mean, yeah. some people might like it, but yeah. it's, it's not a nice thing. So, yeah, yeah I, I encourage anybody who, if just, just search contact at Christmas Warrior Kind on Facebook and we're going to be setting up some initiatives to to reach out to lonely people over Christmas. So Brilliant. please join up. <laughs> yeah, and feel free to share anything like that on our, you know, on our Facebook page and our Instagram page. That as would well. be wonderful. Um, we you know, do we don't have billions of followers, but it's, you know, some way of helping in some form or fashion and you know, we'll share it as well. Um, Thank you very much. Like a great thing to do. And Martin, um, you're, you're not only are you doing Warrior Kind, there's, uh, you've got your surfers against sewage. You're, you're yeah, your... um, yeah, fingers in a few pies. Uh, I'm a regional rep for surfers against sewage here in the southeast, so promoting beach cleans, river cleans, stuff like that. Um, we're trying to, the, the organisation is such, is trying to move away from that pre-described kind of surfers and it's now about you know from from summit to sea so cleaning any local areas beaches parks are going to a lot of them um, or going to that's primary good for everyone though not just yeah, the surfers yeah. isn't it I mean, no, it's exactly and that's that's what they're trying to get away from you know i've been into primary schools and, and done assemblies about you know kids doing beach cleans park cleans stuff like that yeah. um again a lot of that's on hold at the moment because we can't have gatherings so we can't get out and do the beach cleans but yeah um, we do those i'm an ambassador also for sea lion paddle boards so they are making the most eco Aware and eco-friendly uh, paddleboards on the planet at the moment. Um, so yeah, just trying to do my bits for the community and yeah, big and one at the moment. What would you say? Like, you you know you you've spoken about the mental health benefits of paddleboarding and, and the water sports as well. So yep. how do you? How could somebody start? What's the? If they want a paddleboard. Where do they go? 
Um, in Kent, let's, let's stay there. Uh, yeah, or I mean, a website. Yeah, <laughs> from for, um, locally, I would always say, for, from a safety aspect, get yourself a lesson first off. Um, there's so much talk at the moment paddleboarding because it's kind of ex- it's blown up in the last couple of years. There's a lot of companies out there now putting a lot of cheap paddleboards out, so you can it's becoming more accessible. One respect, it's great because a lot more people can do the sport, but there is so much more you have to take into account, the weather conditions, the winds, you know. If you just go and stand on a board in the sea, you're going to end up in France, <laughs> you, you know. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, no, locally. <laughs> <That'll be us. laughs> December the 3rd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you've got Joss Bay Surf School, you've got the Kent Surf School, Viking Bay. Um, yeah. Or, you know, if you genuinely just want to get out on the water, then, um, yeah, give me a shout. Mm. Um, there's, you know, the, the community that we've got of paddleboarders and surfers in Kent, Always welcome to introduce new people to the sport. So people can get in touch with you on social yeah, media? Yeah, social media, at Poncho Surf on Instagram. That's got all my sort of goings-on as such. Yeah, you know, on that you can follow the Warrior Kind stuff that I'm up to. Um, yeah, sea line paddleboards, but also just, yeah, if you want to get out on the water and just don't want to do it on your on your own to start with, then by all means, yeah, give me a, give me a DM and I'll... Um, yeah, we'll get I'm out. I'm follow you right yeah. now. Yeah, we're going to do it. I think I he's, follow. I think he's I a good teacher him. as well. He taught me. So. <laughs> well, he's going to teach. Uh, he's going to teach. Yeah, we're all going Richie. out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Dan, Adam, are you coming? Adam's coming. Yeah. So, can you handle us? What's that? Three people? How many people are we? Four people. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We're still there. Okay, yeah, fine. We get older some balls. We'll, we'll be book out. it. We'll yep. book it. We'll Marvelous. put it in the diary. Um, so, Dan, and just um, yeah, you mentioned the the next album. Well, how many now? That'll be number five, will it? Uh, no, that's six. Oh, six. Okay. I've missed them. Um, yeah. Yeah. I did a fifth album about three years ago. We did a fifth album. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, my fourth album, fifth album were very, very much just getting back to, you know, just playing and, and just recording. And, and we just wanted to do, you know, it was lovely because there was, you know, we, we put them out on our own labels and we, we didn't bother, you know, trying to make them commercial or anything. We just did what we wanted to do. I'm very proud of those albums actually. Um, uh, and now I'm I'm kind of working on a sixth, which will be our, our first kind of foray back into the pop world a bit. This yeah. album, and that's quite fun. It's quite a fun thing to do when, when you're in your forties. You know, <laughs> you know, rediscover that kind of uh, excitement of a, of a of a radio record. You know, yeah. we've done that for such a long time. When so, are you hoping that so, will be done, or is that dependent on all that's going on at the moment? Uh, well, we're kind of uh, we started, and, and a lot of it's written. So I'm hoping to get it out in the beginning of next year because because. I've got to go and do a load of promo for the film when the film comes out and the film's due at the moment to come out kind of in February, mm. but obviously we don't know whether yeah. cinemas will be open properly or that kind of stuff. And they definitely want it to be a cinematic release that this is Disney. So, um, we are, I was just going to kind of wait and see, you know, what happens to the film and try and fit it around the film. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you know, both things are going to happen next year, but you know, I've, at this point, I'm like, I just want to get the work done. It's so funny because everyone's like, aren't you excited to get the film out? Are you excited to get the new album out? And actually, I'm more excited about doing the work. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I know someone's going to see the film eventually and people are going to see the, hear the album eventually. But I'm, I'm just focusing on getting them finished, you know, mm-hmm. getting them getting them sounding as good as I can get them to sound at this stage. Well, very nice. We'll obviously uh, keep our eyes peeled for the release of both. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we, would, we would love to wrap things up uh, today if you're happy, um, Dan, to, to do us a, another song. Absolutely. I'll, I'll do this one on the do, old piano, be, I think. Which, which one are you going to do? Well, have, yeah, uh, we left it to you. I will do... I'll do... Because I mentioned it before. I do love it when you call because I can play right. on the piano. So, All right. Yeah. Super. Switch, we turn. 
carried on I hit the ditch You carried on I was so near Now you're so far Are you quite sure Just who you are favorites isn't it rich yes yeah that one uh, what's your do you have another favorite uh never be lonely mm-hmm. actually oh, i think oh, most yes. if i'm really honest most of those um is it 12 stops from home yeah the the, the arrangement in it and the, the harmonies in it are just blue piccadilly insane gotta say yeah yeah beautiful. oh yeah someone, someone said that earlier to me this week they yeah. were they were they were, i was working with someone and they wanted to prove that they genuinely had the albums. They're like, Blue Piccadilly, that's the one. That, <laughs> oh, it's so funny. An obscure I like, I didn't, track. Deliberately didn't pick a single, you know. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, I appreciate, I appreciate that. that. They could just Google the others, couldn't they? <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's one of mine. And Helicopter, I've been playing to my, my four-year-old and he loves it because it goes into that absolutely crazy sort of rock section, and that's where. You can well, we've always bang. had a bit of uh, bit of prog going on with what yeah, we no, we can't stop ourselves. It's good. <laughs> we love it. So thank you ever so much for joining us today, Dan. And you know we've got a lot to look forward to uh, coming from you and from the band and from the 
the musical slash film and congratulations on the on thank the you. film as well and we, we'll look out for that when we're allowed back in the cinemas yep, thanks um, so much you know and obviously if you want any you know anybody to come along to the premiere we'll come along you know we yeah. can podcast that as well oh, you know, yes. Martin will come on his paddleboard yeah, yeah. um, Al will film oh, it you I'll know, come in my van do some deliveries on the yeah. way <laughs> can I have your name please <laughs> um, so yeah I just want to say thank you ever so much for joining us remotely and uh, maybe down the line um, you know, maybe, maybe we can get in the studio and, and have a, a have a physical chat when we're allowed to move and That'd mingle be lovely. a bit more yeah. um, and yeah, Al thank you. Uh, thank you ever so much for joining us no, obviously Warrior Kind sounds like a, a real treat and uh you sound like you 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 know you're really doing some amazing stuff for for male mental health and just mental health generally. So good on you and like and yeah, we're trying our best anyway. Yeah, I <laughs> know oh, it sounds amazing. I just, I just encourage people to start talking. That's, yep. that's all we need to do. Well, we're 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 well in support of that as well, mate. So, um, and Martin as well. Thank you ever so much for joining no us problem. today. And it's good to see you again. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice to see you. I think the last time I saw you, I bumped into you in Blue Water. Yeah, but we had right. the kids. So we, we had uh, the kids. It yeah. wasn't a chat like this. No, it wasn't uh, a chat. It was no. more of a chat whilst Put the child's pulling you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> please don't touch. It's expensive. <laughs> it's a one-way system. They'll come back around. Yeah. <laughs> now nobody yeah. follows that one-way system. No, no. Oh. It's not clear enough. No. Well, there's big arrows on the floor. No, but if people stand at them, <laughs> yeah, know, that's true. You saying, I don't look at the floor when I'm walking. No? <laughs> well, we've got that's now Kent problems, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody arrow arrow yeah. system. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Thank you all very, very much for joining us today. Uh, Wedding thinners, episode number ten. Finn. Thank you. Listen to our podcast, The Buffet's Clothes, we're smaller clothes.